Welcome to the Equine Connection Podcast, where health, nutrition, and love for the horse come together. This podcast is brought to you by Tribute Superior Equine Nutrition. I'm Dr. Chris Mortensen. And I'm Dr. Nicole Rambo. Welcome back, Nicole. How are you? I'm doing well, Chris. How are you? Good, good, good. I love this topic. I don't know why. It, it, it was so interesting to, to dig into the research and the literature. And I don't know, maybe it's because I do suffer from seasonal allergies a little bit. But talking about allergy testing, it's something I've thought about doing because, oh gosh, it wasn't until I moved to South Carolina and, and Florida when I really got hit hard with, with seasonal allergies and the tree pollens and everything. So good topic today, right? Like this is very pertinent. It's something that comes up pretty uh, often with horse owners. Oh, yes. We get lots of, hey, my horse is allergic to these things. What do I feed? And and no surprise that there's a significant uptake in that request in the spring and summer. And we'll talk about why that is. Yeah, no, it is. It is. I mean, it, it, it does affect me, affects my animals. So I guess... To, to start this out, because we're going to talk specifically about allergy testing and what the, the research shows with it, especially in horses. You know, there, there are some allergy tests out there that veterinarians do use uh, to try to diagnose and, and find what that horse is allergic to. It's almost like a detective uh, story as they do that. But what happens, I guess, just to kind of start this, because then I think some of the what the tests are looking for will make sense. What happens when a horse has an allergic reaction? What's going on? So an allergic reaction is the horse's immune system responding to what it thinks is a foreign invader. So something that's not supposed to be there. And this is exactly the same as if a horse is exposed to a bacterial pathogen. So the body mounts an immune response and it creates antibodies. So when you have any of these tests, like the blood test, for example, measuring immunoglobulin E, well, that's actually an antibody, a very specific type of one. And we'll talk about why that's important. But ultimately, the body is going, oh, no, this should not be here. And it mounts that defense. And unfortunately, you know, the body can react to things that aren't a problem. And that's what we call allergies, something that the body shouldn't be mounting an immune response to does mount that immune response. It's individual specific. So I'm one of those lucky people who doesn't have seasonal allergies. So like pollen, no big deal for me. Whereas you would be very miserable Mm -hmm. under the same set of Mm -hmm. circumstances. So essentially, you know, the body gets sensitized to a specific allergen. So it's exposed to it. It remembers it. And then when it's exposed to it again, well, it goes a little crazy. And it, it can be a variety of things. So, you know, it could be hives, a skin rash, coughing, sneezing, difficulty breathing. Sometimes you see some digestive upset being connected to allergies, Mm -hmm. whether or not that link is fully proven, hard to say. But essentially, the immune system goes a little crazy and then the horse responds negatively to that. Yeah, I do. I I respond negatively to that. I'm like, (laughs) what is this? I guess, like I said last week, I grew up in California and the desert and it and, and wasn't exposed to to a lot of that tree pollen or whatever it was because I didn't do an allergy test and I, and I want to. But besides, you know, pollen, what are some of the other things that, that we know horses can be allergic to? 
Oh, they can be allergic to all the things. And I guess as I'm bragging about not having seasonal allergies, I've, I've developed an allergy to the sun. So that's cool as a horse person. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, these things can change over time. Mm-hmm. But it, no, I mean, they can be allergic to essentially anything. Common ones. Pollen. Absolutely. Dust. The bevy of insects that, mm-hmm. you know, they're exposed to. They can also be allergic to uh, medications. They can be allergic to different topicals. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing you told me, and I did not know this, and I guess yeah. I've never thought about yeah. it, that they, they're not allergic to poison ivy or poison oak. So good yeah. on them. That's yeah, yeah. cool. They're lucky. <laughs> but then, you know, as a nutrition podcast, obviously, you know, the one that we would generally be focused on are food allergies. Mm-hmm. I think that... There are definitely true allergies in horses. I think as we discuss the tests and how some of the challenges with them, I think there are oftentimes horses who are not quite right for a variety of reasons that it's maybe attributed to food allergies and it Mm -hmm. may not be. So sometimes we kind of go down a rabbit hole there. Understandably, right? No one does this just for funsies. Well, okay, Mm -hmm. there's maybe a couple of you do Mm -hmm. this just for funsies. But most of us are trying to track down an issue in our horses. But yeah, so, you know, when it comes to food, a horse could technically be allergic to literally anything they eat. Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, the immune system reacting in a way that is inappropriate. So a horse could develop an allergy theoretically to anything they are exposed to through an improper immune response. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. Very true. We we, we all can. Now, like I said earlier, this is like, it's like playing a game of Clue or... A murder mystery when a practitioner veterinarian starts going down this route. Okay, we, we we know your horse is allergic to something. Now we have to figure out what they may be allergic to. So I, I, I think we should maybe when we start talking about testing, we can talk about the gold standard, which, you know, the one that is the most reliable, I think. that That's what the literature shows. All these research papers, not just in humans, but also in horses. So, uh, you know, what is going on with the the, the skin prick testing? What are, what are they doing? So I would say this is the least common one I actually run into in the field, mm-hmm. even though it is a gold standard, because it's not a test your average field vet is offering. So generally um, done through, in, you know, an actual animal hospital, oftentimes with a boarded dermatologist, and there just aren't that many of them. But it's very similar to allergy testing in humans. In this particular case, they shave a portion of the horse, usually the neck, and then they give subcutaneous injections, so right under the skin, of things that our horses are commonly allergic to. So then they monitor the horse for 24 hours and then look for raised areas of skin. And really, essentially, they're creating a local immune response. So if a horse isn't allergic or hasn't been exposed to the thing, you know, that's an important distinction, they won't develop a large bump there. If they are allergic, they would develop that bump there. Now, even though it's the gold standard, it's not perfect either um, because sometimes a horse might have more of a contact allergy and not a systemic allergy. So you might get some false positives such that you inject the allergen subcutaneously, so right in the skin, and you do have a local reaction, but it might be something a horse is exposed to all the time and they don't have a systemic reaction. 
But that's the gold standard in terms of allergy testing. Very, very rarely what's actually happening in the field. Yeah, no, it's expensive too. It's yeah, like you said, you need a you need a specialist, and there's not a lot of them running around out there. That's why we gotta love our veterinarians and and really take care of them. The I think the one the blood testing, right? That's the one that's most used, and is that the most common? But I guess we can talk about what it it is and and what it does, and then what does the research show? You know. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. Yeah. Okay. So by far the most common, right? We get sent these all the time. And again, it is my vet did this blood test, said my horse is allergic to XYZ. They give us a printout. Please develop a diet that avoids all of these things. So what happens is they pull blood from the horse. And what a blood test is specifically measuring for are antibodies. So levels of immunoglobulin E, your IgE, to certain allergens. So that's how you get this report that lists all these different molds, all of these different insects, all of these different feed ingredients, and they're giving you a level. So the higher the level of IgE, the more inappropriate the immune response. And if a horse has a high level of IgG to something, that indicates they are allergic. Now, I will tell you the number one issue with these tests is they're not very reliable and we we can talk about the research, and I'll, I'll certainly do that. There's a really fun study that looked at this. But what I will tell you more from a field application, because I look at these a lot, every single test for the last several years coming from one company says every single horse is allergic to flax. <laughs> do we think every single yeah. one of those horses is allergic to flax? No. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's sus. Yeah. Uh, number two on this same test. All of these horses are also allergic to cottonseed hulls. Mm. Now, now I've said a couple times, you cannot be allergic to something. You cannot have an IgE, an antibody response to something you have not been exposed to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We are not feeding horses cottonseed hulls. No. Where in the world are these horses getting sensitized to cottonseed hulls? Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. could maybe buy it in... Horses fed commercial mixes out of Texas that are run in the same plant because cottonseed hulls might be in the plant. Limited exposure, but maybe. You're telling me these horses in New England are allergic <laughs> to cottonseed hulls? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that's an example of cross-reactivity, mm-hmm. right? There's mm-hmm. some other protein, theoretically, that's very similar in appearance to cottonseed hulls that is coming up positive on this test. But again... All the same horses that are allergic to flax are also allergic to cottonseed hulls are also allergic to soy. And ultimately, there's, you know, research looking at these commercial panels. There's this fun one they did with ponies where they took a group of ponies and they sent out two different sets of their blood. And wildly different answers Mm -hmm. at those two different time points for the same set of ponies. And then they took it a step further and they took the things the ponies were theoretically allergic to and fed it to the ponies and then looked for a response. Hives, itchiness, gastric upset, and those ponies didn't develop those issues. So what I ultimately tell people is, is I understand your vet has done this test. They've given you this report. They've said, avoid these things. And maybe the horse is allergic, right? There's probably some times that the test is right. But what I also tell people is 
oftentimes people make really complicated diets based on a test that's not very reliable. And I don't think that's a viable long-term solution. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember the diet still has to be balanced and fortified to provide the rest of your horse's needs. So ultimately, if, if we want to do an, an elimination diet based off these blood tests, that's fine. But the only true way for an elimination diet to work, you take a thing away, you determine if the horse's symptoms have changed. And let's say the symptom went away. Then you have to put it back and see if Mm. the symptom comes back because horses live in an incredibly variable world. Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned, very frequently, there's a giant uptick in the number of these tests that I'm getting in the spring and summer. The reason for that is all of those environmental allergens that are also in the same panel, but we recognize we can't really control them. Mm. So horse owners, we tend to put our blinders on and say, I can control the food. I'm going to focus on the food. Those tend to come and go. So there are certain periods where certain bugs are very prevalent and then they go away, certain pollen, all of that stuff. So when we're thinking about developing a long-term dietary plan for these horses, I would love to do an elimination diet, take it away, see if we have a change, put it back to see if the negative, whatever that may be, um, health impact comes back. And that's the only true way when it comes to food intolerances in horses to know what we're working with and what happens to be other environmental factors. So, uh, you know, they're they're a challenging thing because they're they're done a lot and I don't think people are educated as to how unreliable they can be. Mm. Ultimately, again, as long as the diet is balanced and fortified, it can't hurt to take away those ingredients provided that we make sure the nutritional level stays where it should be. Um, but I certainly don't want to see people doing like mad scientist things to feed their horses when the horse is yes. never allergic to that ingredient yeah. in the first um, place. Um, so that that I think is one of the challenges of blood tests, unfortunately. No, that was that's a good explanation because that you deal with it. And like I said, it's it's a it's a murder mystery. You you maybe the blood test can kind of clue you in a little bit. The skin prick testing definitely can clue you in a little bit, but then you have to take that next step. And, and, and do the elimination and, and see if, if, if that is the actual cause. And like you said, you know, you're talking about spring, summer. It's not just pollen. It's the insect population booms, dusts, you know, all these other contact allergies or allergies that they might suffer from increases during those times. So yeah, it's no wonder uh, that you see an uptick in that. Now, the one, <laughs> I, I dare bring it up because it is, gaining traction my friend used to recommend this and and i had to talk to them about it because they do some nutrition consulting and and physical therapy and stuff and and they were doing uh, hair testing and you're seeing this pop up now commercial tests taking uh, uh, parts of the main uh, the, the hair shaft and testing it for allergies why is this one unreliable yeah, that's quack. I mean, I I don't I don't know a nicer way to say that. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, we talked about I think hair tests mm-hmm. before, and they've been sold for lots of different reasons. And normally, the person selling you the test has has the fix to the thing that is wrong with your horse. And no, unfortunately, that that's just not appropriate. Um, and and you do see it more and more frequently. Um. Again, if you take that information and otherwise make a balanced and fortified diet, you're not going to hurt anything. And mm. that's fine. 
But the problem is I often see like weird supplements coming from that. And that's often not appropriate because it's often not just allergies, heavy metal tests. There are a mm. couple heavy metals that are real tests. I will say that. Mm. Mm. But like metal testing and different minerals and all of that comes in one one package uh, that's very expensive and unfortunately um, not founded on strong scientific basis. Any scientific basis. I, I dug, <laughs> I dug and I dug and in uh, on the human side, uh, all of the major organizations that, that talk about testing and allergies, they have all said these are not valid tests. They, they, there's no basis in the science. They're not going to tell you anything. So, you know, to kind of summarize uh, the, the three big tests, the, the skin prick test uh, is kind of the, the most reliable. But again, you get a lot of false positives, a lot of false negatives. We didn't talk about that, meaning that during the test, they may miss an allergen because mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, the horse doesn't react or the blood test doesn't pick it up. And so they're, they're allergic to it, but the test doesn't pick it up. That's pretty common. Like you said, the blood serum testing is the one the most used. But again, the research shows it's not very reliable. Okay. Any final tips? I guess uh, we talked about this last week. I guess we can talk about it again. You know, anything that can irritate the horse. Uh, What are some things we can do to help alleviate allergies during that time of year when they spike? Yeah. So, you know, similar actually to, um, you know, the respiratory type issues with high particulate from smoke. Um, the immune response creates a lot of just generalized allergic inflammation. Um, so that's where we see some of these issues. And oftentimes, you know, a horse who you can even do an elimination diet and get false positives because the horse's immune system is so hypersensitized to, for example, an environmental allergen that it just it's reacting to everything. So certainly in these situations, I recommend we really think about omega-3 fatty acid supplementation. That might be coming from DHA. That might be coming from sources like flax oil. We There's also actually, interestingly, specific omega-6s, not all omega-6s, but specific omega-6s, like those contained in hemp oil, um, that can be helpful as well. So we, we do have a combination of those in the omega plus oil, kind of working on all of those pathways. But yes, so thinking about opportunities to tamp down just chronic inflammation can be very supportive of these horses because maybe in a lot of times it's not a thing you can control that they're ultimately allergic to. So how we can keep the whole system a little bit happier is often times a more fruitful way to go about supporting the health and wellness of these horses. Yeah. Well, I, I always find this topic fascinating with with allergies and Again, the reminder to the listeners, if there's any topics that you want us to cover, please just suggest it on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or you can go to tributeequinenutrition.com. Check out the website, uh, the contact us. Uh, you can uh, click on that, give your suggestions, or if you are concerned about your horse and allergies and, and you want some further guidance from our team, uh, free consultation, the same link, uh, contact us on the website. Fascinating talk. Uh, Nicole, I don't think this is the last time we'll, we'll visit this. Maybe once a year we'll talk about allergies because it is it is such a big topic. I mean, it really is. And, and owners are really concerned for their animals. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Nope. It's it's a very topical topic uh, at this exact moment. Um, and yeah. it'll certainly come back up. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much, Chris.